the Senpai Kohai podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Support us on Patreon to gain fun perks like joining our anime club, Discord, and even join a list of credits at the end of the show. Join now at patreon.com slash senpai podcast. And now, let's talk anime. All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Senpai Kohai podcast. It's your boy Trey, and with me today is the Asuka to my Rei, the Ritsuko to my Masato, that's her name, the Shinji to my... Mm. What's a what's a good parallel for him? Traumatic, shunned, not loved child. Uh, Steven, Steven, what Daddy are you doing issues? over there? Is what you're yeah. looking for? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to find a parallel for that, but it's kind of yeah. hard when you're already working with a, a parallel to a traumatized. Steve, Steven, what are you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this train wreck happen in real time, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I can't get off. Uh, find it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, whoa hey you can't get off the, uh, anyway can't get off the train can't get off the train let's let's uh let's establish <laughs> what i'm getting off here i i love how terrible that went for you it's entertaining oh, yeah. that was a, that was the most awful minute of my life that was a, that was pretty bad <laughs> well welcome to the show i'm happy to be here you almost forgot our waifu of the wednesday misato katsuragi um, I did. I had we'll her planned. About. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've but had her. Uh, anyway. Oh. No, you go ahead. Oh, I've had her planned since I watched it, and I was like, I've got to make a waifu pose for her. That I didn't have a main man though. I, I skipped main man Monday this week because I didn't want to do Shinji. I didn't want to do Gendo, and I sure didn't want to do like an angel because i didn't i didn't want to do it i felt like it'd be too bad uh so i may just put asuka up there may put asuka as the main man monday (laughs) but uh i could put kaji i should have put kaji damn i Mm -hmm. what about uh oh well we're not to that character yet so i wouldn't recommend that character Um, i can't ever remember his name but i know who you're talking about kauru that's his name yeah I want to say it's spelled uniquely too with like a W or something like that, but yeah. Um, anyway, so we, we've we've established that Misato is the main lady of this show, and is there a reason why you chose her um, over all the other ladies of the series? Everything. I mean, she she packs the personality. <laughs> she she's she's everything. I mean, if you think Evangelion, even well, Evangelion, uh, I used to say with the J instead of a G. But uh, if you if you think Evangelion and you don't think of Masato or Shinji, I don't I don't know what you're thinking of, but it's wrong. I mean, it's that they, they are they are the bread and butter, they are the meat and potatoes. It's I I, I don't know what you could be thinking, except I mean, for all the trauma. Most pe- I mean, but. most most people take Ray and Oscar from the series, and now you have uh, was it uh Maki? Uh, was it Ill- uh, Maki or illustrious something? Yeah, illustrious. Yeah, that's different. That's different. Yeah, it's unique. Uh, unique naming structure. But she's a hoot and a half, and we'll we'll get into her later on. Um, but yeah, uh, to kind of give us a little intro into the episode, which we're clearly going to be talking about Evangelion. Um, I'm going to start by saying this before we get into what we've been playing, what we've been watching, is that every time somebody says Evangelion, it makes me think of like a jar of jelly that has like you know lcl in it or something like i don't i don't know like it just makes me think of jelly and it's such a bizarre thing yeah 
yeah I, I don't know really what to think there it's yeah an odd mental association well you know and it's fair i think they only say evangelion like once in the show and i don't even remember if they say it in the movies like they just say avas all the time i don't remember a distinct instance where they say evangelion mm-hmm. but i could just be misremembering i tend to do that so i don't know it's okay but so to to move on from all of our weird intro that we've experienced this uh, this fine wonderful day um what have you been playing trey so for me i have been struggling through dragon quest 3 it's been a pretty rough time i uh i've got about over 10 15 hours in it i'm over halfway through the game and it's great i love it it's dragon quest everyone loves it it's illegal not to but i uh i'm hitting a, a heavy grinding point where i can't i can't do anything unless i grind for probably another two or three hours and i don't see myself doing that at least right now uh everything's coming out right now uh all the big games and plus uh what is it strangers of paradise comes out in two weeks no next week next week strangers of paradise comes out and (laughs) i'm so excited so excited for that one and I, I just can't be fooling around grinding in Dragon Quest for the first for the first time, probably in the only time I'm gonna be choosing Final Fantasy for Dragon Quest. Uh-oh. Wow, we're probably gonna have to edit that out. But that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, I haven't played anything else. I downloaded Bioshock Two just because I think I may need something spicy to play, uh, something to tickle my nerves as it would be but uh steven what are you playing so i i've been playing a few different things but i'm going to kind of hit it in a bullet uh point kind of style because i don't want to waste a lot of time on it i'm still Mm. playing persona 5 royal which i am actually making some headway on i uh last time i did a long session i was at the beginning of shido's palace now i did another long session i'm towards the end of shido's palace um that means something to some people uh, to others it's just like it's a late game dungeon I'm, i'm almost there uh, so just look forward to that. And I'm looking forward to talking about it at length once I actually finish the whole thing for good, finally. Um, past that, I've played some, uh, quite a bit of Magic the Gathering Arena. Uh, that's probably the thing I've put the most time into consistently, primarily because it's something that you can do a little bit at a time. And I, I'm having fun getting back into a card game, and it's pretty approachable. A lot of my friends play it. I, I like the idea that even though me and my friends are like, cities apart hours apart i can play a quick game of magic with them and it, and it's it's a lot of fun and i'm going to continue playing and enjoying it so uh yeah uh, that is a personal choice of mine um and then last but not least i tried out this game that's been kind of popular on some streams a little bit lately and youtube is it's called vampire savior uh, no sorry vampire survivors and it essentially is like uh, Castlevania kind of like 2D graphics. And you go around this graveyard kind of map and you use your weapon to kill enemies and earn experience crystals. And as you level up, you can kind of give yourself upgrades. But it works a little bit like a bullet hell that slowly gets harder. And it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a blast and a half to uh, to actually play through. It's $2.99 as an early access game on Steam. So honestly, the the barrier for entry is pretty low. So I, I'm really, really enjoying that, and I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Um, but that's really what I've been playing. I have all kinds of plans in my head for things that I'm going to be playing in the near future, but I've given myself a hard target of finishing Persona 5 Royal before I get full into other games and 
other genres. So, yeah. But uh, with that kind of wrapped up, what have you been watching, my friend? I'm watching some gameplay right now of this Vampire Survivors, and this looks pretty <laughs> neat. Uh, you may have just yeah, sold, may, yeah. I may be sold on this as well. Uh, I'm I'm getting like Slayer, not Slayer, Gauntlet, like Gauntlet, mm-hmm. but updated in Bullet Hell. Like that. This looks really cool. Um, but what yeah. I'm watching. So I've started this anime called. Oh god, it's awful. It's called Full Dive. <laughs> the next gen RPG is even shittier than real life. And it's it's a trip. So this guy, uh, he goes to get the newest VR MMO and he ends up getting swindled by this this girl who's trying to push this game for whatever reason. I haven't gotten to the main crux of the plot yet. And she tricks him into buying this ten year old VR MMO. And he gets in it, and it's super realistic, like, to a bad fault. Like, he experiences pain. He he gets hungry. He gets, he gets stuck in these awful chase sequences. And he can't leave until the event is done, like, the chase is over, or he serves his jail time. Like, it's really bad events that he has to go through. Um, and a lot of it is uh, paralleling events in his life that he realizes. Uh like maybe I need to mature a little bit. Maybe I need to grow through this and and develop. It's it's stuff he he kind of has to grow up as he plays the game. But it's awful. There's some really bad situations and and just as like a I guess a forewarning. I've seen two uh, two times this guy has pissed himself, and I'm scared there's going to be a third. <laughs> and that's two <laughs> times too many. And just a heads up. If, what? And it, it's like it's. One time it's funny, I guess. The other time it, it's a traumatic event for the guy. And so pissing himself is something that just happens. And so I don't know how I really feel about it. But I'm I'm already like seven episodes in. So oh, I'm, man. I'm watching it. I've got to get – I've only got five left. So I'm going to get there. But apart from that, I'll have more to report next week. Uh Apart from that, still working through Attack on Titan. Uh, almost cried at one episode, and then I watched another one, and I got goosebumps. It's it's insane right now. It is so good. I I couldn't imagine that this is what it would be whenever Attack on Titan started. Like I really would have thought it was just people dodging bigger people, but it is <laughs> it has become a clusterfuck. And these people have to survive and deal with these politics. And it's it's a neat world that I just want to see come to flourish because people are, are – it's at the point where everyone's a traitor. And you have to find out who really needs what they're saying. And it's it's pretty cool. I'm really enjoying it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That might entice me into powering through Attack on Titan's first season, which I just wasn't really feeling. Um but maybe I was just in the mood at that time. And I'm also curious to see your final thoughts on the full dive because it sounds very hot or cold. Like, like it, is it supposed to be comedic or is it supposed to be like this sort of like dramatic, like learn your lesson, like Christmas Carol, ghost of future, you know, kind of thing. Hot and cold is a good way to describe it. It's like it doesn't know how to or No, it does. It kind of sets itself up to be both like 
it's it's really funny it's a funny anime but then it mm-hmm. it sets itself up for these serious moments to to be like hey pull on your past traumas you have to get through those this is how you can mm-hmm. use your hobbies to get through these serious events and it's just done really weird like the fact that i've i've had to see this guy piss himself twice like that's really something i can't get over like if if they could have just gotten some other trauma to go through but man it's like just... i really i really want to like take your like analyzation of the trauma seriously but every time the way you say i've seen him piss himself twice it just <laughs> makes me laugh <laughs> it's awful like the first time it, it was the first piss was a really funny one and he, he was in the middle of being like tortured and he was hoping it would be like a a, a bdsm thing where it ended up not being bdsm he was actually going to get his limbs chopped off and he pissed himself and uh <laughs> the next time he was just remembering a time where he uh he, he failed a track run and he he fell on the ground and pissed himself because he forgot to go to the bathroom and it was very traumatic for him because he embarrassed himself he stopped running afterwards and i was like oh okay i see you know that you got to pick yourself up dust yourself off and get back in it because then he was going to quit video games after this game was so awful to him where he pissed himself again and his uh his sister was like you just quit everything you do and he's like you're right i'm not gonna quit this but you know did it take did it take two urinations to do this i mean did it, it seems really? like he quit the wrong thing. Like, I feel like the lesson's a little bit twisted there, but, yeah. you know, why don't you let me know how it ends, and yeah. we'll we'll go from there. Maybe I'll give it a go then. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are what are you watching? I'm tired of talking about this man piss himself. Okay. I, uh, I actually wrapped up uh, Banish from the Heroes Party, which was a great fantasy series that has some kind of uh, isekai, like, tropes in it, like... Uh, characters have skills and levels and things you usually see when somebody gets transported to another world but it's actually this is the world and it's this guy who is the brother of the hero and the hero is actually like that's her skill like she was born with the hero skill and uh he ends up getting kind of banished from her party i don't know if banish is necessarily correct it, it he kind of gets bamboozled into leaving voluntarily and then he moves out to the country and just starts like living a like a chill life uh and seems to have no problems whatsoever even though he's kind of like this actual badass um and then he like meets up with uh somebody he knew before uh this nice lady who clearly has a crush on him and i was waiting for it to be like you know harem hijinks and stuff like that but really actually just sticks to a main couple and it shows their life in that slow town and then kind of folds in some plot elements involving the skills and how it affects people. And then the hero kind of, you see what the hero is doing in the meantime and, and how she interacts with the world and other people. And then they all meet up and the actual plot happens. It's really cool plot twisty things happen, but I'd say overall it's just well animated. The action is really good. It's not demon slayer level of action, but it's still really well animated and, and really cool. Um, the characters are likable it's 13 episodes long you can watch it in an afternoon slash evening i highly recommend it i'd actually say that i'd watch it again happily like uh, if anybody wanted to sit down and watch it with me so uh yeah i highly recommend banish from the heroes party it's it's a good fantasy romp uh and the romance is solid the comedy is solid and the action is solid and the plot is great so i don't really want to spoil anything because it's a 13 episode series so it's really easy to spoil things 
Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's it you don't want to go too in depth, but if you want to fancy romp with some some isekai light like elements, this is where it's at. Um after that, I've restarted watching Rama one half primarily because I needed a anime that I would watch when I'm like going like winding down for the night. And it's uh just, you know, martial arts hijinks and all these people transform into different things when they get hit with cold water. So, and then they had to, you know, deal with the hijinks that ensue from that. Um, I think one of my favorite ones is the uh, Mar- anything goes martial arts figure skating, and uh, you know, it's part it's partner figure skating, but they do martial arts and attack each other at the same time in this in this competition, and it's it's so wacky and silly, and the characters are all kinds of different tropes. It's a blast. I love it. Sounds like a mess, or it, it sounds like hijinks, just just regular it's, hijinks. It's late 80s, early 90s, you know, Rumiko Takahashi before Inuyasha um, and all, and like Rene and all that. Like this is like the one of the oldest series. And it's it's a it's a classic from back. It's a classic banger from back in the day. I highly recommend it. Um, a banger. Yeah, really, yeah, I you know, I got to bust out these young young people na- words every once in a while. And it's uh, bussing. You, know, you got to let them okay. know. Ranma one half is bussing bussing okay yeah i will okay i'm gonna take notes i'm gonna write this in my uh, young people vernacular yeah ronmo one half is sheesh i I don't even know what i'm saying anymore uh so (laughs) i have heard that one i have heard the sheesh thing i don't know if it's old now it could be old these things change like every other day i don't either i don't know what's going on like period with the vernacular it's uh so so I came up with LOL, LMAO, like all those. And now apparently there's like Keck W, which means laughing in another language, but it's a shorthand. Of, like, I don't know. I feel Keck. like, I feel like every time, yeah, it's like Keck W and it has uh, this specific picture with it. Um, I, I feel no like every idea. time, every time somebody from okay, at my job, I, there's a lot of younger people and they tell me things and they, they, just, they seem to get a kick out of telling me about these things they're like oh he's not gonna know and i've got him on a couple occasions like ah, i'm already aware but i feel like i have to do research to find out what all it means sometimes uh urban dictionary is a best friend Absolutely. oh yeah you can trust and, him uh, was it well know your meme as well as uh one i've i've been on before so anyways that <laughs> kind of wraps up what we're playing and what we're watching yes sir with that we'll get to we'll go ahead and get early to the dish uh the meat it's a lot of meat and a lot of potatoes today. So we are covering, if you haven't already read the title of this episode, uh, the Evangelion movies, 1.11, You Are Not Alone, and 2.22, You Cannot Advance. Um, so we are doing two episodes. We'll cover the other two movies, uh, You you Something and Thrice Upon a Time. I cannot remember. You cannot. I don't know. I'll watch it again anyway. So I've already watched it once. I can't remember. You cannot whatever. So anyway, so what we'll kind of do, we'll go film by film and just kind of give our thoughts as everything's going. And uh, that's it. Steven, do you have any opening thoughts, I guess, before we start talking about Evangelion? Man, I, you know, I kind of went into the rebuild films not really thinking very high, uh, like very seriously about it. Like I had watched the TV series years and years and years ago by the time the movies had come out. And so I wasn't super committed anymore. Like I had, I had watched Evangelion. I had experienced it when it was, you know, on VHS for that matter. And, uh, you know, kind of like the, the high point back in the day in early anime. 
And so when the movies came out, I was like, all right, I watched I watched the first one and I was impressed with the animation. Um, but it, it was it kind of mostly stuck to the first part of the show. Um, it definitely like cut out some extras here and there. But, uh, you know, it, it got the message across. So it wasn't super invested. Um, and I think I actually watched the second movie way after it, it kind of released. And so um, that's when I really got invested because it, it, the second movie is something else entirely. So, you know, it's it, it's kind of sneaky like that. If you've watched a TV show and you watch the first movie, you may not you may not be hooked yet. But uh, it's a beautiful experience and we will definitely be talking about more of the details of it. So, Trey, I'm going to let you go ahead and start because for you, like, I know that you were not a fan of the TV show at all. Like you, we, I think we talked about it on a previous episode that we were like, I, I experienced it at the time and it was okay, but I wasn't like, I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't think it was like super great either. Um, but you actually just didn't like it outright. Yeah. I, I, I got really frustrated at the end. I, I understood that it was, it was bigger than what I could understand. Like at the end, I felt it like this is too much for me. I understand. I, I missed something here. Like like a billboard that flashed by my eyes too fast and it's like i don't know what that meant i'm gonna have to rewatch the series and i that frustrated me but i also wasn't satisfied with the ending i didn't get my clear-cut picture um and that's normally how i am i'm i'm, I'm a very objective person i need a I need a clear-cut ending a clear-cut path and that also isn't in evangelion so i uh i was frustrated but re-watching the evangelion movies was amazing i mean you kind of you kind of get to where you get in the movies and you kind of you kind of get to reflect after watching the show i i got to watch these and i was like okay let's actually enjoy this let's marinate with it i already know most of what's going to happen and then of course everything took a left turn where i thought shit wasn't or was going to happen but i got to reflect as i was going and then of course i'm watching it again and i get to be critical again so I feel like I'm getting to observe more and more. So it's not a, it's not as blindsiding when it gets to the psychological stuff this time. I get to really reflect. Um, but I'll go ahead and bring us in. So first film, you were not alone um, in the parentheses. So I watched this the first time. I didn't even pay attention to the titles. I was just like, it's just Evangelion. You know, it's trying. Let me just watch the mm. movies. Uh, this this next time though I was like you are not alone what does that mean and so I started paying attention to people really being alone and when did they stop being alone and really Shinji in the beginning he he didn't ever seem to be alone I guess uh, he sees Ray uh, oh actually hang on before we do this you know in, in case you're dense as a fucking brick there's going to be a lot of spoilers for everything here. <laughs> so uh, just, just in case. How kind of you to describe them that way. Thank just you listeners. <laughs> just in case. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> or in case you're as dense as a cotton ball. <laughs> anyway. So Shinji sees Ray in the beginning uh, or, you know, whoever else Ray could be Dun dun, And, um, I was really stunned by that because I was like, was he not alone the whole time? Is this a ghost? Is this, you know, what, what's going on here? How is she there? Um, 
And really from there, shit kicks off. He's sitting there waiting for Masato to come pick him up. And then the third angel attacks. And it's bad. Uh, you've got military planes and helicopters just escorting this thing into the city. Like trying to stop it. Missiles. Everything. Blowing this bitch up. And then Masato finally picks him up. She's like, oh, hey, come in. Let's go. And they uh, they start heading off while we start seeing Gendo, Shinji's dad, uh, kind of auditioning Nerve to protect the planet from the angels. He's uh, auditioning, I'm going to say auditioning, he's auditioning Nerve, uh, the company that developed the Avas, to, or Japan's company that develops the Avas, I believe, to start fighting and protecting Japan's age, or Japan's realm, I guess. Um, but you see that everything the military is throwing at this angel is not working. They, they blast it to bits. You see missiles jam into it and just blow. Nothing is happening and it's bad. And they finally give up. Um, it steps on this mine and you see this insane explosion and he, they, they, they finally just call it. They're like nerve. What can you do? What'd you think? You know, I I love this part of the the uh, the movie because it, it really kind of gets everybody together really quickly, but it also sells how strong the angels are, because uh, what is it? They call it an M two mine in the show, but they spend they spend an inordinate amount of time showing tanks, uh, helicopters, like V two missiles, like all the artillery thrown at this thing, and it's just like whatever. I'm gonna go ahead and just keep on walking through. I think it actually like catches one of the V two rockets with its it's like hand and it just like crunches up and then blows up and doesn't do anything to the angel and this is the third angel sariel and uh it's a really cool just a kind of basic design but i really like it and it's like super strong and i i love the part where it actually gets it gets hit by the m2 mine but it's like it's hurt but it's just like regenerating in the process like kind of slowly uh, while they, which which it kind of plays out to be sort of perfect for to time out when Shinji goes to Nerve and actually gets told like get in the robot Shinji, and uh, he's like, but Dad, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna do this. Like you, you just called me out of nowhere, threw me out into a battlefield, picked me up, and told me to get in a giant robot and fight this thing trying to kill everybody. I'm I'm not into it. I'm not into it at all, and. Uh, it's just like the sh- the sheer scale is just really sold early on and um for this point in the plot like shinji's been bought to brought to nerve by misato you've kind of seen glimpses of every person involved you saw misato shinji gendo and fuyutsuki and all the nerve cr- crew people and how they interact with the un forces essentially I, I forget what they call it in this one but they're essentially the un forces um or self-defense force sorry i apologize not un it's self-defense force um and then you know shinji gets uh, they they meet uh, you see ritsuko the the scientist for like a hot second for some reason um in like swim gear i guess she was checking out the ava in a very hot second very hot yeah. second yeah they don't they don't waste a lot of extra scenes in this in this uh movie series which i appreciate because there is a lot of fluff if you go back and watch a tv series um so shinji shows up dad comes out looking menacing as hell like i don't love my son clearly um and tells him to get in the robot and shinji's like no why would i do that i 
I don't even know anything about this. I only came because you called me, and now you're just telling me to get into a robot and fight the terrifying thing that's murdering everybody outside. Um, and then, of course, his dad try, says, fine, then we'll send in the other pilot, and trots out uh, the other main one of the other main characters, Ray Ayanami, on a freaking hospital bed, all like bandages up, eye patch on, and everything. And uh, you know, clearly, you know, the, the base gets attached, and she gets knocked out of the bed, and like coughs up blood and stuff like that. And of course, being Shinji and trying to be a good kid and just be a good person, he gets in the Ava to go fight. But it, it definitely felt like a very manipulative sort of action on the part of his dad, who was like, here. We don't have to bring her out on a freaking hospital bed, but I'm going to sell this to you on a hospital bed. Um, and so, yeah, he gets in the he gets in the robot. He gets in the robot with no experience or training or even like any kind of equipment. I think he's just in like a button up white shirt and pants. And yeah, like he, a school he uniform. Jumps in this bed. Yeah, he just jumps in this bitch. And he gets sent up to fight this angel. And I think uh, he try. they kind of give him some pointers and he tries to move and then flat out falls on his face in this giant robot and like crushes like multiple blocks of a city. Cause this is, this robot is huge. And uh, I think that, I, I think the scale of it is always really f- fun to think about. Um, Cause they make it seem like here's mech, here's monster, go fight. But every now and then you get to see the like sheer destruction that happens like how the scale is and I, I think that's really cool but after that after he falls on his his uh face uh where are we at trey i'm gonna let you like tag in and oh yeah tag, put me in the game coach so he he falls on his face and it's it's time for the monster to come in the angel comes in hot and he, he picks up his fucking dome and he hammers his face it is bad he, he doesn't he doesn't stand a chance i mean not not that he don't expect it shinji too but he really didn't stand a chance. It, the The angel starts beating him senseless and throwing him against the, the back of the wall. And eventually he gets to a point where everything's blacking out. He He's turning red and uh, headquarters is going nuts. And the Ava reacts and it goes berserk and it, it unleashes. And it, it was a pretty cool moment where it, its jaws unhinge it starts glowing and it flips in the air it does this cool sick flip and rip and it starts wailing on the angel it, it's able to use its hands to rip into its energy fields or its at fields just rip through and just kick the shit out of this angel and eventually break its core and it, it's a really cool first fight and you, you get to see kind of at the end through through all this explosion and all this destruction um that the ava is still left standing and everyone's like that's it that's the true nature of the ava and uh i thought that was a, a pretty curious line uh and i think we'll probably touch on that later i don't want to spoil nothing yet just in case someone's denser than a brick out there in case someone doesn't know <laughs> you're not you're not allowed it to talk to anybody anymore <laughs> it doesn't have to be the listener i could it could be me maybe i'm denser than a brick but uh, uh yeah one of the things i have is why do angels have so much blood because every time they pop it is so much blood everywhere like it, the oceans are red now because of the angels and their blood like it's it's not blue oceans it's so bad um but yeah super cool fight all that's good 
um, after that, they're back in the building. Shinji's recovering from losing his shit in the field. And him and his dad have this awful interaction where they look at each other in the elevator. And it's so tense. It's so cringy. Mm-hmm. And so Shinji. Uh, but eventually you find out that uh, Shinji's going to be a part of Nerve for real. And he's going to have some section to stay in. But Masato's not going to let that happen because he would stay alone. So Masato let him, lets him stay with her. And they become roomies. And it's it's nice. <laughs> they they do their first night where she's just drinking beers and he's just awkwardly trying to fit in with her and her her pet penguin pin pin. And it's it's nice, but he also gets to hear conversations at a grocery store that kind of lets him in on what's going on outside um, about nerve and how the public perceives them, um, how they're more of a problem than they are a solution. And so he gets to kind of see the world he's protecting and how there's an undercity where the city kind of goes underground when angels attack. So it's protected. And that's where nerve HQ is, is at the bottom of this underground city. Um, So it's pretty cool. All this protection and all this just to make sure that Tokyo three can defend itself. And a lot of that was exposition Mm -hmm. too, that went into that as well. Um, Yeah. They, uh, they call it a geo front. As a matter of fact, the geo front. Um, this, yeah, this is like one of those things that you just had to kind of infer from the the series because they love to throw around jargon. Um, I think you had mentioned it like while you were watching the movies the first time. You're like, I don't know what anybody's saying. What what do these words mean? And I oh, yeah. I low key thought you were I th- I low key thought you were just being you know hard headed, co-hide like got a slam through walls i just didn't pick up or pay attention and i watched those movies with like all the attention in the world and i was like no they're just saying things that might get explained later i mean you got a human instrumentality project you got uh what is it the the nerve syn- uh, synchronicity ratio mm-hmm. uh geo fronts um you know different things like that and I, I get the general gist from context but i think that's really all it is it's just like this is pseudoscience and this is you know you, the city is underground that's why it's called the geofront it's protected or something yeah um, which really which and the, the big conversation that happens that he hears about is the fact that people are moving away from the geofront because it's supposed to be the safest city in the world but it, it's clearly not clearly considering the number it, like, <laughs> the God. number of angels that attack this shit um but yeah so he he kind of goes on his on his own. He kind of he gets put in school. Um, he gets picked on and punched by uh, this one guy at school because his sister got hurt in one of the attacks. And he blames Shinji for being an Ava pilot, um, which is just like one scene. And I love this because in the TV show, these guys are actually expa- expanded upon. And there's a lot of wasted time in the school. And this is like these are like quick scenes, like real quick, like not even like what, like. 20 seconds 30 seconds yeah, maybe just they to don't spend too much time yeah yeah so he he outright just i, th- I think after this he actually uh, has one more battle before the final one doesn't he yes so he uh shinji goes through all his bullying at school and then he he has to go through a little bit of training to work on his piloting and then he in- they encounter the fourth angel uh, which is like the big centipede looking one, the floating centipede. Um, oh, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's rough. So he pops out and Shinji's having trouble because he thinks he's hot. Nah, he doesn't think he's hot shit. 
but he tries yeah. to put some of his tactics to the to use, and he he's useless. Uh, the second things get hard, he gets ready to quit. Like he starts going mm-hmm. fetal position, and it's bad. But the two boys that were bullying him are trying to figure out what's going on on the outside, and so they've snuck out. And uh, this thing is whooping Shinji's ass in the Ava and throws the whole Ava over to where the boys are, coincidentally. And it almost crushes them. But Shinji ends up seeing them, and he has to let them in his cockpit. And they they stay in there with him, and Shinji ends up getting uh, a second wind, as it was, to, to get in and, and crush this thing. And it, it's a pretty hype moment where he, he gets it the is. knife, and he, he's rushing it. And like he's jamming that knife through the core, and it's pretty fucking hype. Um, this but... is a this is also the place where you find out. So the Avas are actually plugged into a power source, and it, once the power source is pulled from the Ava, you have five minutes to mm-hmm. to actually like do what you got to do before the whole thing shuts down. So that's that's a big tense moment too that adds to the hype. Their umbilical um, cords. Yeah, essentially, and uh, he he gets told to he actually, if I recall correctly, he gets told to withdraw, and he's like, Nah, I'm I'm going for it. Yeah, and. Uh, it pulls it off at the last second, if I recall. That's exactly what happened. He goes back to Nerve HQ and he gets uh, reprimanded by her uh, major Masato, uh, old girl, and he runs away. Uh, he he doesn't handle it very well, so he disappears and he runs away for a bit, only to finally give up because he's being tracked the whole time. There's people following him, and so he he oh, finally yeah. gets yeah he gets that dead end. He's like. I give up. You could just bring me to Miss Masato now. And then all the lights turn on. There's been trucks and I think even like helicopters following him because he's a government asset now. He's he can't yeah. just disappear. They need him. Yeah, uh, I think they actually uh, the what is it? He actually like s- sleeps on the street. It was a very period. sad scene. Yeah, seeing him yeah. sleep on the street. But I think that was like one of the first times I was like, you're not alone. Even though you may want to be, he was not alone, and I, I thought that was a kind of a weird point. And I was like, "Ah, oh, I wonder if this is part of it." But then we uh, we we're starting to see more of Ray Ayanami as well. Uh, mm-hmm. She's starting to become a bit more prevalent into the plot, and we see uh, we see Ray, not Ray. Shinji gets tasked with bringing Ray's ID to her office or her apartment. And it's uh, we get to see one of the most awful falls in anime history, I think. Oh my gosh, ever. this scene! So he he goes and or you, do you wanna do you wanna take the take this? I'll go ahead and take this one. Okay. So he goes to deliver the ID. He knocks on the door. She doesn't answer, and and he opens the door and finds out that it's open. So he's like, oh, I'm just gonna leave this here. And it turns out she was in the shower, and she's basically got her like she's basically naked with a towel like, covering the the right bits and he's like oh i'm sorry i'm not trying to do anything weird and then she walks past him and he tumbles and falls on top of her while pulling open the panty drawer flinging panties everywhere and he's on top of her with his hand on her tit and he's just he's like oh my god i'm so sorry and she's of course you know uh kind of like emotionless kind of creature to a degree and she just gets up and like gets dressed and he's still trying to talk to her and explain what he's doing there and she just gets dressed and freaking leaves like doesn't even acknowledge him i think she uh, did not care yeah because uh there's this there's this important detail where they talk about why 
Ray and Gendo, his like unfeeling dead inside father, uh, seem to get along for some reason. And it shows this flashback where like she was going through a test and she gets ejected from the the test Evangelion. He rushes out and like pulls her out of the the little pod. He burns his hands and he has broken glasses and she holds on to him. And so he, she has these glasses as a connection to him for some reason. And Shinji's kind of fascinated by it. And that's what led to the whole weird interaction where he fell on her and gra- groped her and you know showered, showered them in her panties. Uh, it's such a, a, a bizarre fan service moment, but I it, it, it wasn't the original show, so okay. But yeah, he starts to kind of like have a fascination with Ray um, and trying to connect with her. And yeah, after that, uh, I think that's the next angel that pops up after that, right? The next angel, my favorite angel, uh, the diamond angel. Uh, uh... He's angel number five. He is sick and nasty. He is here to do the Lord's work. <laughs> and so he he emerges and he is just singing. Like every time you see it, it's angelic like choirs. Just just every time. And it's bad. Like he, he's devastating. Buildings, mountains. And uh eventually you you get to see Captain or I keep saying Captain, Major Masato work on a plan is it lieutenant colonel you know what it may be but their whole promotion thing is really weird over there (laughs) because like it's it doesn't follow our you know i say it's weird over there um it's backwards compared to how we do it so you know what she Mm -hmm. private private masato over there is uh doesn't matter doesn't matter masato directs her staff they end up finding a way that they can defeat this thing and they have to assemble this crazed like cannon and it's really cool seeing this thing from like a logistical standpoint her and ritzko ritzki ritz ritzko ritzko i keep doing this dr akagi if you really must uh oh dr akagi Akagi. that's i'm pretty sure it's akagi now i'm doubting myself they uh (laughs) they end up going to this research facility and they pull together this mag magna cannon and they're gonna build it to do one a one shot hit on this thing, counting on Shinji to shoot it and Ray to defend him. And if you see all the trains, you see the warehouses, you see everything. And it, it was a really cool just CGI like logistic thing happening. It, it really is cool. really cool because they show all because uh, they had to use all of the electricity in, in Japan, like yeah. Japan. And they show all the giant conduit, like why, like, like I guess tubing is more appropriate. That has to go to this massive machine, and it's going up a hill, and it's like all these different generators that build it up to a certain degree, and it's it's pretty wild because they had to basically set up a sniping point yeah. on top of what essentially is a mountain, and I, it's just such a wild concept. I guess it works like a giant like sniping railgun, and uh, that's a sick way to put that. I like that. So yeah, they it's, uh, it's wicked wild. They they end up finally getting it set up, and uh, like I said, Shinji's taking point, and Ray is to protect protect him, and they uh they do it. It takes two shots. Shinji barely misses the first shot, but you just hear the angel scream, and it's a pretty cool scream. Like every time it shoots, the scream starts low, and then it starts into a shriek. And it blasts the mountainside. Like you see 
I don't I don't know if it's Mount Fuji or what. I don't even know what mountains mm-hmm. are. Is Mount Fuji in Japan? Forgive me. Yes. I'm geographically ignorant. And so it blasts this mountainside. <laughs> Fair enough. And so <laughs> it blasts this mountain. It's sick. I love seeing it. I, I was really excited watching this movie, seeing this diamond again. And uh, they end up destroying it, but Ray had to defend him from one of the mega, the mega blast from this diamond, and mm-hmm. it it messes her up, um, up to the point where Shinji has to get out, and he opens up the cockpit, just like his dad did, burning his hands, and he pulls Ray, and Ray was just going through a bit where she's like, I don't really care if I die, it's okay, I'm replaceable, and Shinji pops in there, and he's like, Hey, don't talk like that, you know. You're my friend. I care. You know, don't don't talk like that around me. And it was a real sweet moment between them. And she, I think she even smiles then. And it was sweet. Mm-hmm. They, they had a really sweet moment there. Um, but uh, the biggest thing that happened was they they destroy the core in the blood. The blood poured all over, of course, because blood has nothing else to do but pour. And it leaked onto these caskets where... Karu, Kairu, Karu was? I don't know. No, I, I, so I keep calling him Adam. Am I mixing? You're, you're getting you're you're getting something wrong because it's like the the blood poured out of the angel. But uh, so what? Basically, the movie ends whenever he pull he opens Ray's cockpit and uh, gets her to smile mm-hmm. after the in the end of the battle. So we get what is essentially a post credit scene. Because, you know, everybody's doing that shit now uh, yeah. after Marvel made it super popular, including the Unchisness Evangelion. Uh, and in this case, you actually see Kauru on the moon. And there's these different, basically, like, kind of like tombs that have been opened. And he's sitting on them. And he basically, you know, insinuates that he's on his way. And it's like this very cryptic kind of, uh, you know, experience. But he's he's just like this dude sitting on the moon, no spacesuit or anything. He's just chilling. And Not that's your, your mystery shot. Yeah, that's your mystery shot. It's in. It's I think it's like halfway through the the credits, and then at the end. And I love this. The the end of the credits they have a next time on Neon Genesis Evangelion, and it's like a preview for movies. And I I like I thought that was cool. It's got the same soundtrack from the previews on the TV show, um, and it was just overall a, a really cool movie. Now, see, I actually think that you are not alone. Thing is is about like Shinji realizing that there's more. He's not. It's not just his dad that he can connect. He's looking for a connection with. He's looking for a connection with anybody, and he's yeah. actually starting to make it. And it's like um, one of my favorite things about this movie. And they kind of like it's such a short little moment, but it's important to note is uh, so at the end of the TV series, the last two episodes is this whole bit where he's on a subway train talking to different people that he's experienced this entire, you know. Uh, journey with and so it's this very metaphorical kind of internal monologue where he's coming to terms with different things and it's very jarring if you've been watching the show and it's like a straightforward action show there's some sci-fi and things like that and then all of a sudden the ending is basically him coming to terms with different things that have happened um and it's all on the subway train but in the movies it, he starts some of that internal monologue in the first movie and it's very it's much more clear that it's an internal monologue he's having and the subway like motif actually gets started and it, it, it keeps going from there. So it's not so jarring that it's like, hey, we're at the end, bam. 
here's the subway train and metaphors. Um, so I think that was really awesome too. Um, and I just feel like he's, he's got a little bit more balls on him towards like, he just, he evolves from like kind of whimpering, sniveling, like my dad doesn't like me to slow. And he, he loses himself in this, this tape of music all the time. Like that he is like some kind of connection to his dad. And then, you know, he takes off, he runs away and like sleeps on the streets and yeah, sure. They're following them around and everything like that. But it took a lot for him to be like, screw this. Yeah. And uh, I thought that, I thought that was really cool. And then he, he did the same thing that his, his dad did that brought him a connection to Ray. And I think it's the same thing that they show at the end is she actually breaks that dead inside kind of like thing she has going on with him at the very end with the smile. And I think that's really cool. It's like, now he knows that, he's not alone but i also think at the same time she knows that she's not and it's the first time she's thought about it i'll take that yeah because so you're right i I've, i i put some thought into it <laughs> yeah no because I, I was trying to connect dots everywhere else but yeah I, i'll take that hm. i'll see if that uh i'll see if that bounces at the bank but with that we're on to the uh we're on to the second movie you cannot oh you cannot advance this one i had a little bit more trouble with it was amazing i think this is probably my favorite anime movie like of the four but overall like i've never felt things like i have when i watched this one Mm. this one's nasty so not in a bad way but we'll get there so uh we we see maki uh, come in with Kaji. Who is Maki? Oh yeah, that's right. Maki is the new pilot. So you see Kaji with a secret mission. Uh, not operating with Gendo, but he's operating with a separate cell. Uh, you see Maki, the new pilot, uh, taking an Ava and working this new angel herself, um, which is pretty cool. She operates really well and she is very versed. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to handle. Uh, watching her in action is amazing. Uh, I could watch like AMVs probably of her just doing badass stuff uh, for personal yeah. and private viewing. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, we go. <laughs> so apart from that, you see uh, Gendo and Shinji having their first, if not only, private moment uh, where they're visiting Shinji's mom's grave, uh, Yui, and it's really awkward. Mm. But once Gendo leaves, uh, Shinji's actually like trying to throw a thank you at him like thank you for coming out here with me father i i really appreciate it like it was a really it was trying to be such a sweet moment and mm-hmm. my my heart's still hurting from it because his dad was like i have work to do but he he really wanted to have just a, an emotional bond with his dad so bad and it it just wasn't happening things weren't clapping in and it it just really hurt really hurt and from there we have our angel thank god something to pull away from the emotion we had an angel attack and <laughs> and we have oscar did you want to uh did you want to bring us in on oscar yeah so this is this is actually like such a fun moment i actually was really impressed with the whole thing. oh yeah like, they're coming they're coming back from the the grave and everything like that i think he's with misato mm-hmm. uh like driving back and an angel attacks and you see this plane drop off ava unit two bright red and it's falling through the sky like doing and it's 
you know, does like a, a kick at the the I think it has a gun and it shoots it and like kills the AT field in like one shot. Oh um, no, hang on, hang on. You're doing you're uh, doing uh, way disservice. Way disservice to that. <laughs> All so, right, okay. You know what since you are like uh, full tilt ready to go, let's let's see it. Let you you sell this one then. That was way there was way more than that. So that thing was all whipping, right, go. whipping bullets all around. And Asuka and her, her Ava were fucking dodging everything midair. She was falling for at least two minutes. And she was just boosting, flipping, dodging. It was sick. I, ca- I can't think of another midair dodge where it was that cool. Except for maybe Kung Fu Panda when they were in the jailbreak sequence. We'll have to watch that to compare. So another part of that was while she was falling she grabbed her gun and she shot needles at it all the needles lined up on top of each other like throwing darts and shooting arrows she did her kick she kicked right at the needles they pierced through the at field all the arrows and then it pierced through the core and then they shattered super sick real anime shit all right steve i'll (laughs) let you take it from there (laughs) all right and then and then okay so after this oscar introduces herself and in kind of her brash sort of way and you meet uh was it oscar chikigami langley something, something yeah it's, it's some yeah. wild combination of names which is i i'm doing a disservice to the series by not knowing it i guess i should have notes or something but the idea is oscar's here in town she's brash she's in charge she doesn't believe she needs anybody's help she is piloting the sole combat ready unit that is absolutely made 100% for combat. Because so far, it, it, it they established that Ray's Ava was a test. Uh, no. Yes. Ray's Ava was a prototype. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ava 1 was a test uh, unit. And then uh, Unit 2 is a combat unit. And Kinsuke. And she's just. Kinsuke was what? simping. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That, he, he that man good. was, that man was down bad the minute everything was happening, <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize it the first time I watched it, but the second time I, I heard what he was saying, and I was like, this this dude, yeah, this dude is a mess. But yeah, I, I took yeah. it. I was like, what, whatever, man, because it's funny when you watch the whole series and you kind of see how Kinsuke ends up. It's a, it's funny. Um, yeah um the uh the, the whole thing to, to really take away from this is oscar is actually part of a i think it's a europe branch mm-hmm. and uh she's actually a member of the military like she's a ranked individual she has combat training and she has this whole she has this whole chip on her shoulder she doesn't need anybody's help and that's gonna play into the series and they they, they sell that pretty hard out the gate um i think she she literally calls everybody an idiot um especially shinji and then you know it goes from there she's like i don't need any of you bitches I'm, i'll kill all the angels myself verbatim and that's pretty verbatim. much verbatim uh, literally uh, absolutely that was a hundred percent that was the dub anyways uh why don't you why don't you walk us into the next section of this damn movie <laughs> that was <laughs> straight from the dub i don't need you bitches <laughs> <laughs> so next up we see kaiji and gendo meeting yeah you're starting to hear a little bit more about the human instrumentality project uh, which will play a little bit more prevalently in the third film. Is that true? Yes, a little bit more prevalently in the third film. Um, so uh, it kind of plants those seeds for you to follow up on. Um, and we start seeing the teamwork saga is how I dub it. Uh, Shinji and Asuka are lit. Asuka. It's so hard for me to not want to say that you. Asuka 
are now beginning to live together so they can start training. But Ray is not. Ray still lives alone, taking her pills and going to sleep and doing her own thing. Um, but it's Asuka and Shinji that are working on combined teamwork because Ray takes orders really well. But these guys don't know how to work together. Um, so that's fun. Not really, actually. Asuka's a pain in the ass is really what it is. <laughs> she, it's, she comes across as a big old bitch. And it's uh, awful. Let's be real. She does. Yeah, she's she's harsh. She's really, really harsh. But she's also put into situations where she has to acknowledge like the skills of someone. Like I think Shinji proves to be a really good cook Yeah. Uh, in this movie. And it, it actually plays into him. Because through, throughout this movie, he's trying to connect to Rey at this point. Um, and he, he actually, uh, like make, like he makes lunch for Asuka and himself after, uh, you know, she throws a fit because she didn't have lunch for the day and it was Shinji's fault. It was idiot Shinji's fault. And so Shinji makes lunches for Asuka and himself and then Ray. And, you know, she, uh, she asks, she starts to like kind of start figure out how people are connecting and if it like cause she had, she ends up eating dinner with gendo and she's like do you like eating dinner with me do you like eating dinner with other people and he's like yeah yeah of course they're also sitting at this really long table with her like way at the one end and him at the other end like some kind of like gothic vampire like banquet i like I, it was just super weird but they had this conversation and so she starts to do things like trying to figure out how to cook and that will play into more stuff that kind of happens but i think uh an angel battle happens in there somewhere you know what i'm here for baby angel battles i knew you would (laughs) so we have this bomb angel that's coming an angel that is coming from fucking space and it's real bad oh speaking of space one second so i do have a couple notes here so Gendo, uh, Gendo goes to space after the dinner conversation, um, and he reveals kind of what was happening with all the angels and everything. Apparently, people were wanting a world cleansed of sin, and that's something that was going on. People were really wanting to just live in a sinless, issueless world. And him and Foyuki, Futsui, I, I don't Fuyutsuki. know how to pronounce Fuyutsuki, yeah. we're, we're talking, and he was like, that's not a world I want to live in, not not limited by these things, and where I can't stray, and it was, it was an interesting conversation, uh, but apart from that, uh, the ball angel is coming, and I have in here, Asuka's insecurities are overbearing, it's awful, this is the first time they are supposed to be a team, and Asuka cannot fucking get it together, so uh, as they all start going, they they initiate this super dope plan for everyone to catch mm-hmm. this ball. And it involves everyone running from different parts of Japan, I guess. And they do this super cool running sequence. Everyone starts running and Shinji does this super cool, like supersonic speed run. And like, I, I loved it. It was super, super anime. Yeah. It was super dope. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love this scene because you get to see all the like terrain. He absolutely just destroys along the way. Not oh, just yeah. like city blocks and, and stuff like that, but like even like the trees and mountains he runs over. I think at one point he starts running so fast it actually starts to have like the uh the air circles, kinda like when something's going at like mock speed. Yeah, cars like, were flying like, by. 
it was bad. Yeah. He, he was a, a force to reckon with at that point. Um, mm. So they start rushing. Uh, the ball is coming down, but they've missed the trajectory. So now all three of them can't catch it. It's going to be one of them, and it's going to be Shinji. So Shinji goes, gets the ball. And uh, now Asuka and Ray have to destroy the core. And Asuka's just acting an ass. And she's like, I've got it. I don't need you idiots. And she will. She, she tried to hit it, but she couldn't until Ray grabbed the ball. And then Shinji like secured it. And then she finally destroyed it. But it was very humbling for her to be like, I can't do this alone. Uh, apart yeah. from all this teamwork that was going on. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. So yeah, had... I think this is the scene where she, uh, after the after the battle, she actually uh, is kind of like, like, really like thinking about this experience in in the dark at the at the apartment with uh, Shinji and Misato, mm-hmm. and she's like, I've always done things alone. I don't know what's going on, and she she gets up and like actually goes into Shinji's room and like lays down on his bed with him, but she's like, don't you effing turn around. And she like kind of talks with him. It's, it's actually a really sweet scene, as much of a bitch as she is. And she's like, "All right, you've been upgraded to idiot Shinji like, instead of just like I, she calls him uh, coattails, coattails yeah. originally." Yeah, and she's like, "You've been upgraded to idiot Shinji now." And so she clearly like starts to like get along with him at, at a certain point. Um, and they they start to get along in general. It, it does a few more scenes where it shows them kind of expanding. Um, I think at this point is they start working on oh go ahead you go you go ahead actually i'm trying to like brainstorm it okay so we start seeing a couple more things kicking off you see ray is planning her dinner um as well as just kind of other plot devices so my notes i have here uh mari has entered japan covertly uh she crashes into shinji and she smells the lcl on him so she knows how to identify other pilots with her beastly abilities uh, she's a fucking weirdo, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kaji uh, asks Shinji to take care of. Uh, oh, asks Shinji to take care of him, uh, like Asuka to Shikamaru. And actually, I had that down at another point. Where was that? Um, oh, that was in the earlier. Whenever they were fighting the diamond. I'm sorry. There's a lot of. Uh, it seems I seem to be caught in the middle of uh, Fast and Furious 10's filming. <laughs> I hope they, uh, spoiler alert, I'm in it. Uh, but so. <laughs> it's even funnier because spoilers on cars. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. <laughs> spoiler alert. God damn it. So uh, while they were fighting the diamond, there was a bunch of like motivating words and everything. Uh, Shinji actually had voicemails from his friends like, you can do it. And but we believe in you, and it was very reminiscent of like Naruto, and I'm I'm sure every anime from then has pulled inspiration, and I'm sure I just draw everything back to Naruto. But what what are you gonna say? I'd like Is to point out that Naruto came out after Evangelion. I doubt it. Like the the, I doubt the it. voice line, the voicemails was a story it was a plot point in the original show. Like it came out like a, a long like quite a bit of time before Naruto. No, no, I'm I'm saying that Naruto pulled inspiration probably from Evangelion. But oh, I'm, okay, I was ev- I was I was about probably to did. judge you. No, yeah. no, I, I know, but everything probably pulled inspiration from Evangelion too. Okay. I mean, it's friendship. Friendship gets you through <laughs> the battle, and I was like, oh, this Absolutely. this reminds me of like Naruto versus Pain when like. It's like soccer or soccer is yelling art, whatever. So where am I? Where am I? So 
Ray, uh, Ray's changed after her date with Gendo. She's trying to set up this big family date. She wants uh, to develop the bond between Gendo and Shinji. And Asuka's trying to uh, compete with Ray for Shinji's attention. And she's trying to cook at the house. And uh, Masato teases her for, like, oh, looks like everyone's competing for Shinji now. And it's a, it's a funny little bit how they're all kind of getting mm-hmm. together and everything. Um, but lo and behold, shit hits the fan, baby. Uh, so Gendo ends up discussing oh. the plan. It's awful. So Gendo discusses the plan to build the true Evangelion and how the active units right now are to clear the path for the true Ava to show, to show his ugly head. And uh, we have the elevator conversation between Asuka and Rey. And from that, we see that Asuka's dependencies on her title and her capabilities as a pilot are drawn out, and Rey is insecure about her lack of, uh, I guess, her lack of personality and, and her her being used so much. Or her, her, what is the word? When people view you. Her perception, I guess. Because mm-hmm. everyone, or she's been called a doll. She she just gets used. Yeah, and it's a it's a tense conversation, and then they end up. Uh, Asuka asks her how she feels about Shinji, and she doesn't know. So it's weird. So I mean, she's clearly I, not fine for Shinji, but she says she she says she feels warm, uh, warm and fuzzy inside. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's she, right. That's right. When when she's around him, and Asuka leaves, and like at the end, she's like, "That just means you're in love." And so, of course, Ray doesn't know anything of, of love or anything like that because of reasons. And uh, I don't remember you that. Know, she, you, you caught something I didn't see. Yeah. Damn. It's like it's at, the, it's at the very end of that conversation. She gets out of the elevator and she's like, you don't know it, but you're already in love. And mm. it's like literally and that's that's all it is. And she doesn't say it to Ray. But then, uh, you know, of course, Ray thinks she's completely expendable and not worthy. Like like she she's just there to do the thing uh but she has this conflicting sort of thing where she's starting to feel things and kind of want to do things to help shinji and gendo respectively um i think that's i think that's really cool i I like the evolution of ray and the the pacing of it so um but yeah after that uh i believe the the new ava unit is coming to japan to be tested and they're they're deciding. Misato has to decide on a test pilot, and of course, this uh, has ignited the competitiveness in Oscar, the only pilot that seems to actually care if she gets the job or not. Which I thought was sort of funny. Yeah. Uh, they're like, like who's gonna get it? And Oscar's like, I'll do it. And it's like, well, I have to make a decision still, so chill, chill. But then, like, everybody else is like, I don't care. Like, I'm sure. Just tell me what you need me to do. Uh, but inevitably. She does get the job as the test pilot, and they also start talking about the fact that there's a dummy system, like a like literally like kind of like a like a an autopilot. Yeah, it's a unmanned sort of like plug for the Evangelion to make it operate automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get this this uh, test Ava unit from the Europe Europe branch, and Oscar gets this is talking to talking to Misato and kind of being very open about how she feels finally uh, with like kind of being very like open with Misato and talking to her and kind of like showing that she wants to be a part of uh, a different way of living. And she puts on the new plug suit, which is, she says is really revealing, which it is. It's kind of, it was kind awful. of, 
It was awful. It was. It really was. I was like, that's a bold choice movie. But um, she she gets into this test unit and it like connects with her. And then she starts seeing stuff. And then everything goes wrong. And the new angel is in the Ava unit because it corrupts the Ava unit and becomes the angel with Asuka still inside. And, of course, Shinji is out as part of the test, too, and gets told the angel's approaching. And he's horrified to see that it's the test unit with Asuka in it. And it's basically trapped the the plug, the, what is it, the, uh, the little uh, pilot plug in there. Yeah. And so she's trapped in it, and she can't, like, they can't reach her, they can't disconnect it or anything like that. So they're afraid she's actually lost her humanity because, like, it's affected her psychologically. They don't know. Sorry, it's three. It's three fast, three furious. Three um, fast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's too many cars. <laughs> it's, it's it's like a racetrack over there. It is. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So you have no idea what's happening to Oscar. You fear for, fear for her life, and Shinji's being told to attack the angel and kill it. And he's like, I can't. Oscar's in there. I will. I risk hurting her. And in the process of this. Um, you know, things have been going pretty well for Shinji, you know, for the most part. He's kind of getting his stuff together. He's get, connecting with people like Asuka, Ray, even Masato and and his classmates. It's it's things are coming up all millhouse for Shinji. And then he gets told it. You never, you never heard that phrase? No. Coming, coming up, up millhouse? millhouse? No. Yeah, it's, it's a Simpsons reference, bro. Oh, OK. So it's supposed to be coming up bases. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no. Uh, was it uh everything's coming up millhouse it's an episode where he's just having a, he's having a lot of luck and he, he says that i just always remember it for some reason okay um, but yeah anyways all like clearly dead in the water reference aside uh <laughs> shinji's told to attack asuka essentially and he's like no i'm not gonna do it and so his dad activates the dummy plug which literally throws all the control for the Ava away from Shinji and it goes berserk and attacks the, the uh, test Ava with Asuka in it like a wild animal. And it actually activates even more level of power than Shinji had pulled out yet. And it starts ripping this test Ava apart. You see all the blood and viscera from this, uh, this Ava unit being pulled out and thrown around. And I think even one of the nerve HQ like texts, like, turns her head and hides her face because it's such a horrifying sight and, he, and of course shinji's in the the plug like just screaming, screaming. like the God. whole time stop 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 father stop like just losing his mind at this and uh including at to the final moment whenever the like berserk of dummy plug ava pulls out oscar's plug puts it in its mouth and crushes it and he, you just see the whole thing go black, and uh, it's just such an intense moment. I was blown away. All, but I think I was even. All while ahead. that's happening, there's children singing in the background, a chorus oh, yeah. of children singing a song, a happy song. I don't know what the song like is, like a children's just, song, yeah, a children's rhyme, and they're just singing while this this Ava's being gutted like a fish. And you hear Shinji yeah. screaming while these children are just singing happily. And it's awful. It's, it's such... so disconcerting. 
and just oh my gosh yeah you finally get to the end where he crunches that that berserk ava crunches where a where oscar is he crunches and the ava finally goes lax and a rainbow goes behind him while the children finish the song and it's so awful it's so sad but god but at at the end of it i'm so proud of our boy because he so it flashes black and then comes up and he's basically in the ava unit one like stomping on the nerve headquarters like basically being like no i'm not doing this anymore i i have enough time to destroy the entirety of the hq this is like he's just losing his shit and gendo basically does like the most horrible stuff and because he changes the lcl away from oxygenating like puts pressure on him and just basically knocks him out immediately oh yeah they remove him from the the ava and put him in he's like i don't have time for this tantrum and he you know pulls him out he's like we'll just use a dummy system for now you're no longer needed and shinji's like recovering in this hospital room and he's got that tape deck that like connects him to his dad for as long as he can remember and uh and he throws it away because he's he's like i'm done i'm done with this shit and so he he takes off he he's like he's like i'm done i like he go uh like they basically they i think they i think masato tries to stop him from leaving and tells him that ray was trying to get his dad to have a dinner with him like uh like the whole the whole shebang it was supposed to be everybody and he still is like no we're done we're done with this shit absolutely 100 percent done so they 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 oscar's mia like you have no idea what's happened to her they, they, I think they mentioned vaguely they recovered the pilot and that's it. They haven't, they don't, you don't know if she's dead or anything like that. Um, Shinji's been replaced with the dummy uh, plug and he's taken off. And Ray is the only remaining pilot. And so the next angel appears. And boy, is it a doozy. It is the um, dooziest of doozies. <laughs> oh man the 10th angel it is big nasty so uh headquarters can't even get get its balls in the court for this one so mari has infiltrated and taken ava 2 uh up up to ride it out and see what they can do now of course the army has already tried everything on this one you see all the nukes Mm -hmm. come at it and nothing happens you know as expected they gotta they gotta give the old texas try though but it's all for nothing. So Mari gets in, or Mari gets in charge for the next angel, and uh, you see that Karu is on no. the moon. Oh, no! You forgot a step. Ray goes out to fight it by herself. Not yet. She has. Is to... that? Is that? Yeah, she pops up with her missile. Yeah. Uh, that's... Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. That's right. You're right. So Mari is, uh, she's fighting. She activates this beast mode on Ava too, and it's sick. She it transforms. It gets these bombs on its back, and she says it's some kind of backdoor code that no one seems to know about. None of the other Ava pilots have done anything like this, but she just chants it in the uh, in the cockpit, and then it transforms, and she goes nuts on it because mm-hmm. she hasn't she hasn't been able to break the AT field. She hasn't been able to get in and hurt it. And so she she finally gets in. She's shredding this thing. But it's still not enough. She can't do all this damage and hurt it still. And then that's when Ray pops up. And Ray just charges with this nuke. Like she she's trying her damnedest 
just to push this missile mm-hmm. through while Mari is uh Mari's just sitting there like ripping field after field, level after level. And finally they get it through, but it, the missile touches like a second too late and it gets covered, so the missile just goes off and blows everything up in a bad state. And mm-hmm. Ray is left there standing in this wasteland. Mari is fucked up. And this angel is fine. The angel is no damage. No problem. Uh, it's damaged, but no problem. Nothing mm-hmm. it can't eat and recover from, so it eats raise Ava and absorbs her. Yeah. And it's it's awful. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's it's bad because like the O2's beast mode basically made it like this animalistic kind of creature and it still wasn't good because that was an awesome scene where she's trying to push the the rocket through. There's like still a few layers of the AT field and Mari has no arms on her Ava and she just reaches up and starts biting the AT yeah. field with the yeah. with the Ava and tearing it off one by one to get it done and they still don't pull it off and so ray gets eaten but then shinji's been in the shelter he kind of pops out and and finds out all of what's going on and literally the world is about to end because the ava is going down to nerve hq is trying to get to lilith which is like the second angel and if it if they reach that angel basically the end of the world happens you know everything goes to crap and Shinji shows uh, so they tried to launch Ava Unit One with the dummy plug. It didn't work, and so Shinji shows up and it's like, "Let me in," and he gets in the Ava Unit One at the last possible second, tackles this angel into the ele- the launch elevator that you saw in the first movie. That like one of the first like times you have, and the only times you really see it. Yeah, and it shoots them back up to the surface, and he starts fighting this angel, and uh, he he runs out of he's like fighting it like having a like really like upper hand and at the last second when it looks like he's gonna get to the core the battery power runs out on the ava and you're just like defeated at how close he was to beating this angel and because he's he's upset about ray being gone and things like that and in the dark of the of the i've got i've got notes for this one in all caps i was typing for this one <laughs> so so, with Ray gone, everything fucked up. Shinji sees the state of the world and comes back to pilot for Ray. Oh wait, hang on, that's it, that's it. So, zero one runs out of power. Shinji wants Ayanami back. Shinji develops angel level AT fields and cannons because he's firing. He's protecting. He just comes <laughs> back, fucking nine tails. He's ready, and so he he does that. We have the third. Oh no, not third coming. That's like Christ. Uh, what is third, third crisis? impact? Third impact. Yeah, we have that third mm-hmm. impact. Shinji is trying to pull her from the shadow realm, but sweet Jesus, we are transcending heaven and earth and becoming one. Earth is fucked, and <laughs> it's bad. Like every everything starts kicking off. I, I, I'll let you. I'll let you take it back from there. That, that was my notes for that little segment. <laughs> I just, I love that you typed out this entire like little monologue about it. That's that's impressive. Like, kudos to you for taking notes. Absolutely. It was um, a, I just uh, love this scene. I just I just love this scene because it is a very epic moment, but it's sold by the art because like the the moment when the battery is out and it shows him in 
the plug and it's dark and then it it's people talking and it comes back and his eyes turn red and he just goes give her back and then literally activates the ava with just sheer fucking will which it kind of gets into like it starts to show that uh there's something a little more going on with like shinji and the children and avas in general and you start you kind of get like it's not all science here going on and uh he goes berserk and like literally basically keeps uh escalating the power of the ava to the point where it breaks reality and transcends humanity and he pulls ray from basically being dead and brings her into the plug where he's at and it's like this epic moment and he he beats the angel but at the same time when he basically transcends humanity he he starts the third impact and they're like it's the end of the world like this is the moment in the in the freaking movie where it's like he's got ray back and he's kind of like transcended to this level and the ava literally turns into like red and white like light version um and it like it's just decimating the area around it and they literally end the movie going it's the end of the world and you're like excuse me what no, you can't move in the movie right there and so there's like credits rolling and i was like no no and then halfway through the credits you literally see this spear come from space and hit ava unit one and it stops and it turns back into ava unit one and you see kauru coming down in his badass ava being like all right uh, this time i promise you're going to be happy and it's like what do you mean this time what you just stabbed you just stabbed the guy like what's going on and there's just so many questions leaving this movie but it was such a like a great emotional ride and just epic battles and such an epic moment towards the end like it's really just super well paced and kind of develops the characters enough that you really get a connection and you really enjoy you know this is four hours like when you look at a 26 episode series that's like 20 hours and this is four hours in and it's done more character development and like good pacing and battles and and uh story development in four hours than it did like halfway through the first the tv series so i mean and i love the differences in storyline it's just really really well done it's a lot of fun and i'm sure there's little like nitnoid things we may have left out but I, oh yeah definitely it was it was it was great seeing Asuka develop. It was great seeing Ray develop. And it was great seeing Shinji continue to kind of build this whole, like, confidence level. Um, I, I felt like, you know, he didn't really, like, go back from being a little more confident in this. Like, I thought, like, because that's the thing is, like, sometimes it seemed like he'd kind of get his shit together in the TV series. But then he'd be, like, it'd be a little whiny again. But with the movies, he's he's steadily moving up to the point where he's like i'm not taking my dad's shit i'm not taking angel's shit i'm i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want and i and i love that it's part of my one of my favorite things about it so far oh yeah no it, it i think the fact that it's just not episodic is a big help a big help to it mm. too this this movie format is amazing um and it it's just very digestible like watching this in the discord with everyone was really fun because you didn't just have to wait <laughs> wait for everything. It was right there, ready, readily available. I can't imagine waiting for the next movie. Like, that must have sucked for everyone that was doing that. But that it's it was a blast. Although, right here. So, we, we've had some some tweaks 
to the storyline as opposed to what happened in the series. But right here is a big kickoff from what happens mm-hmm. in, in the series. So we're about to see a lot of major differences um, from here I'm, on out. I'm here for it. I'm here for it, man. Uh, I will say this is there was one episode in the original TV series that um, I still love. And it's actually probably one of the reasons why I would still watch the TV series is I don't know if you remember the episode where Asuka and Shinji's teamwork development was them learning how to synchronize for a, a fight against an angel. It's probably one of the most beautiful episodes of anything. It's, it's it so is. Beautiful. It's amazing. I love it because they basically end up dancing in their freaking Ava's, which is it's such a bizarre thing to say out loud now when I think about it, but I still love that episode to death. But yeah, these movies, these movies have really turned around my opinion on Ava. I, I, I didn't think Ava was bad. I just thought it was, it was mid. It was, it was super mid. Um, yeah, I, I know you're, you're making the face like you're shocked, but you weren't Ooh. even a fan. So I know, but, uh, but like I knew, I knew it wasn't mid. I knew I was probably mid for not catching it i was it's probably mid. Hey, wow okay that's rough uh, <laughs> uh all right man did you have anything else for a send-off uh man i i gotta tell you uh these movies have really kind of reinvigorated me to watch more anime movies because there's just the quality of animation the music and just the experience being packed into that that small window of time is really good and I'm, I'm sure there's anime movies that don't really benefit from the that small window of time maybe they could be expanded more and there's and there's some that uh do and this is definitely some of the so far like i i've never seen number three or four ever i've never seen those ones i had seen one and two a long time ago and i remember two being really good but it, like the nuances behind it like in and just like the epic nature of it like appreciating the the art in it is something that i uh i just forgot and it's it's so it's such a great experience it's really kind of reinvigorated me to watch more like i've kind of i kind of had a slump going on and it's like now i'm like let's go anime fuck yeah um i will say this just as a fun little caveat uh, and to end the episode is if you guys like studio kahara the guys behind the evangelion rebuild movies go watch their animator expo um shorts if you can specifically um cassette girl a a a, an animated short that will the character will remind you of of maki but it's it's such a throwback to time uh when all those guys started out in animation back in the day and it's just a lot of fun with the 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 animation style the music the fun little story it's telling and just the visuals i i can't recommend it enough i have it permanently bookmarked on youtube and it's it's worth every second uh and yeah I think that kind of wraps up my thoughts on uh, the first two Ava movies. And I th- I think it was a great time. I, I got to say, I was surprised by your recommendation for, for doing these episodes, but I do not regret it because ah, I'm on fire now. Me too. Uh, once once a friend of the show, Daryl, put his reviews up uh, in our in our Discord forum. And I was like, ah, if they're this good, if he's saying this, maybe I'll check them out. And I, I just had the weekend uh, at a conference where – I had two nights in a hotel and I was like, you know what? I could probably watch four movies at two nights in a hotel. That's probably not going to be hard. And I was blown away. I'm like, I just haven't stopped thinking about Eva since Ava since. Um, mm-hmm. It's been nuts. I, I've been listening to this podcast. Uh, you cannot podcast. And it's really good. Really recommend these guys. They're, they go, they're going through the show. I think they go through all uh neon genesis evangelion products i I don't know if they go through the manga i'm still in their 
their episodes for the show and it's it's crazy just listening to it is and, and hearing the differences because they're like yeah this happened in the show and i'm like well that didn't happen in the movie that's pretty cool because I, I remember that in the show but you know i know i know what just happened i'm watching the movies two times so it's neat no i, I definitely recommend listening to them if you find yourself having the time um but yeah man that's it so with that guys if you want to check out more of us you know where to find us uh follow us on social media at Senco podcast um if you want to support us you can at patreon.com slash Senco podcast and steven with that i think it's bedtime dog yeah, absolutely let's put you to bed trey have a good one and i'll catch you next week yes sir bye, bye. bye.